Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 18 of the Last Eichelhart Podcast. DJ, spin it. What is up, everybody? How's your Tuesday going? Are you having a great Tuesday? Wait, let me warm up real quick. Oh. Woo. Some hot, fresh coffee. Mm, 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 mm. I love my coffee. How I like my women. Quiet. Oh, <laughs> I'm probably going to get some backlash for that one, but who cares? Uh, it's true. But you know what? At least my coffee is silent, but it packs a punch. And that's, I mean, that should be a good thing at the end for you, ladies. So you couldn't get that mad at me. Uh, but I know I'm excited. I'm pumped. I'm going to be able to get on stage for the first time tonight this evening on stage doing comedy for the first time in five months. I can't believe it's actually finally happening. I thought I would have to wait until next year, but things are finally opening up. You know why? I mean, probably because the CDC updated their website saying that only 6% of all COVID deaths were solely from COVID alone. And now I'm like, can we take our mask off now? I don't want to wear it anymore. It's just like a hassle. I forgot it the other day, and I had to drive all the way back to come get it just so I can go to my destination and walk in, and, and it's just annoying. Okay, I have, I have done it for long enough. I want to just be able to just not wear it anymore. I mean, it's like, it's not I have anything against it or whatever, but I mean, come on. Now that we know that only 6% of them were solely from COVID, I mean, come on. Most of them were older people anyways. I know I'm not going to have anything happening to me. And if, and I probably already got it. That's the thing, is I probably got it back in February, and now, come on, I have enough antibodies to defeat anything now. I'm probably, I'm probably mostly just, I'm about to be mutant at this point, but I mean, I'm just, I'm just glad that things are opening up at this point, and I'm able to do comedy, so every Tuesday from now on, I'm going to be able to do an open mic, and then there's one coming up in September 13th at a different comedy club, and I don't know if they're doing it once a month kind of thing, but I kind of feel that vibe for a little bit that they're going to just be doing it once a month, but you can find me there, so if you can't make it tonight, you can definitely make it to the one September 13th, or just, if you have a Tuesday night, and you're doing absolutely nothing, and you, come on, most people right now have a $5 bill just hanging in their wallet, waiting to be spent on something, and why not spend it on some laughs? So if you're in the Little Rock area or want to travel to the Little Rock, Arkansas area, come on. Come watch me on a Tuesday or wait until September 13th and you can find me at a different comedy club. But I am just finally happy to be able to finally do it <sighs> and sling some jokes. Be able to do it. Mm. Also, I'm actually going to be able to create podcast merch. I've talked to a few people, asked them around, and they said they would buy podcast merch or comedy merch for me. I tried to do comedy merch back a little while ago, but it didn't really work out, mostly for reasons of uh, I, I went about it the wrong way. Like, I, <laughs> I uh, would buy the clothes or purchase them, and then I, it, and basically I would have an order form, but no one would give me money up front. So then, therefore, some people said, oh, I don't have the money or whatever. So I went into more debt than I did, you know, 
I mean, if I just flatlined and didn't make any profit off of it, that's fine. I just didn't want to go into debt, and I wasn't, you know, I was not in that evening, 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 no, even. I was not hitting even, so I stopped doing it. Um, but no, this is this is gonna be a whole, totally different way I'm gonna be doing it, and also it's gonna be way better merch than it was back in the past, and y'all need to be looking out for it because I'm gonna be posting it on my social medias soon. I'm gonna have the first T-shirt design for the podcast merch, and then I'm gonna be making also comedy merch as well. It's just the first shirt that's gonna come out is gonna be promoting the podcast, and there's a few people that said they would, you know, buy it. So I'm like, okay, why not? So get ready for some merch that's gonna be uh, promoting soon. I don't know how soon, but it's gonna be soon. And I don't know about you, this quarantine, but. I have been watching a lot more YouTube than I have ever been watching, and I just got into police chase videos, like car chasing videos, because I love just like I pay attention to detail a lot when I'm watching those videos. A lot of them just a lot of people just tune out to them because they love just watching the you know the sirens go, and they're just like, oh, what's gonna happen? I pay attention to little details such as when the running when the criminal is you know fleeing in their vehicle they still use some of them still use their blinker and i find that hilarious because out of all the felony charges that you're now getting because you're fleeing from the cops you're you're now worrying about oh okay i gotta make sure they that the cops behind me know that i'm about to take a left at this stop sign and you're just <laughs> okay like i mean most of the time that's a blinker would be like they would probably give you a warning if you're nice or if you're you know cooperative or i mean if also if the cop is just not a flat out jerk maybe they would just give you most of the time just a slap on the wrist and they'll just say hey make sure to use your blinker next time and then they'll let you on your way now you want to <laughs> use your blinker when you're in a cop chase no no I would never do that. I would put my hazards on and gas it. I would gas it for sure. And they're and they're so uncreative. They're just like, I'm gonna take a left here. All right, I'm gonna take a right here. It's just so predictable what they're gonna do. They don't do anything that is smart in that moment. You just have to plan it out. You have to pre-plan if you're gonna. I mean, if you're a criminal, I think all criminals should pre-plan just in case if they get chased. I think it just needs to happen. They need to pre-plan it. I would. If I had criminal charges and I knew I had criminal criminal charges against me, I would pre-plan my escape for sure. <laughs> Definitely. But now I saw this one. It was a uh, Dodge Hellcat. This thing gets almost a 1,000 horsepower. It's literally a beast on wheels. And it dusted these cops absolutely dusted which i don't really understand why cops just get basic cars i know in dubai there's a few cop cars that uh, are like lamborghinis or uh yeah like they're like sports cars like come on you have to give i feel like police officers deserve to have like a little faster vehicle when it comes to those police chases because they're typical only like ford what is it a ford explorer Really? 
that's not going to get you anywhere, especially when you're going up against a Dodge Hellcat with a thousand horsepower. That thing dusted a helicopter, a police helicopter. It was following it, and eventually it got so far away from the police helicopter, it just poof, done, gone. They couldn't find it anymore because the helicopter eventually had to go get gas, and the other cops just didn't know what they were doing because they could only go so high on the speedometer because they were all on Ford Explorers. Speaking of which, I hate seeing a black Ford Explorer. Whoever drive, if you're listening to this podcast and you drive a black Ford Explorer with black rims, just know that I hate you to your core because you make me slow down every time I see you. Every time. There was this one Ford Explorer that I saw. It was black, all blacked out, and it had uh, the, what's it called? The, the, railing or the bar on the front of the car and it wasn't a cop car it wasn't and I passed it and you know I tapped my brakes <laughs> it's just like wow you made me tap my brakes I, I want to so turn around and just be like get rid of your car sell it what's the point just don't buy Ford Explorers actually I don't even think they should be for sale anymore because every time I see one I stop because I always think they're cops and it's just usually some just old 87 year old lady just driving going I don't, <laughs> it's so dumb, but it always bamboozles me. Can't take it. And then I lost the respect for Camaros and Mustangs. I don't like those cars anymore. Yeah, you can hate me for saying that, but I grew up in a, I guess you would say, more country, more southern area. And every kid, most of every kid would either get some old, like, junky $5,000 Mustang, or some junky five $6,000 Camaro, and they would, like, soup it up and try to do these crazy things to it, and I just, I'm like, oh my, God. I just lost respect to it, because they just, these country kids take over those two types of vehicles, and plus, also, I see a bunch of, old, like, redneck mothers with the Camaros, and they have like cracks in the windshield, they haven't cleaned the car in like two and a half months, you know for a fact they take it mudding, and whatever else they do, you might as well put a gun, I mean, have you ever seen a gun rack on a Camaro? You would if you were in the area that I lived in, if you've seen a gun rack, you'd probably be like a little light bar on the top of it, like, oh, I'm about to go hunting in my Camaro and my Mustang. So I lost all respect for those cars. So I don't know if I don't care if you have a 2020 Mustang or a 2020 Camaro and it's all souped up. I'm not going to be a piece of that type of sports car just out of the simple fact that redneck people have ruined those two cars for me. And I know people listening to this podcast feel the exact same way as I do because they have lived in those areas or they have been around that area and they've seen what I have absolutely seen with my eyes. Dirty, dirty Corvettes, not Corvettes, Camaros and Mustangs. Now, Corvettes, whew, mm, we have some good Corvette rallies around here, uh, for sure. Springtime, man, these old people and other people, but mostly old people will just take their Camaros and just <laughs> drive, not Camaros, Corvettes, just take their Corvettes and just drive in a huge line. I've always, 
been so in awe about the Corvette rallies and the motorcycle rallies and whatever. <laughs> These people just get into big old lines and you just watch them as they just, it's just a mile long line of motorcycles or a mile long line of Corvettes just going to their rally. And what do they do? Park and talk about, oh, well, man, I, I've had this car for this many years and whatever. <laughs> they just always amaze me. Just springtime, you see them all the time. Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, other YouTube videos that I've seen, I don't know. I, saw, I, I recently came past A Thousand Ways to Die. Remember that TV show? Where, <laughs> where they'll just give you plenty of scenarios where people would die, and they'll have like forensic scientists and uh, like other people, just random people, just random guests come on, and they'll be like, Oh, this is how he died. Like they'll be that show used to scare me as a kid, absolutely terrify me. Now I've seen it and I laugh because I'm like, this is, these are stupid scenarios. Like, well, there's a drunk construction worker and he gets out of his steamroller. He goes and enters a porta potty, and the porta potty just happens to be in front of the steamroller that he forgot to put put in park. Well, poor Stanley didn't realize that the steamroller was rolling right towards him, and then all of a sudden you'll just see him get squished. And you're like, wow, <laughs> that was terrifying. <laughs> but then you'll have the forensic scientist. What happens is, is when a steamroller rolls over you, it crushes everything, and you'll be dead in a matter of seconds. And you're like, wow, I couldn't have uh, made that guess myself. Thank you. Thank you, forensic scientists, for telling me that a steamroller would kill somebody in a matter of seconds when it runs you over. Okay. I needed to know that. So, I watched a few more of those, ep those things on YouTube, and I'm not as scared as I was of it. Uh, so, I found that. <sighs> and what also makes me just lose my marbles is if school started back up so you know uh we're bound to hear some other school shooting that's going to be happening but i don't know it, i hope it never happens again but you know bound that it's there there will be one in the near future and it's awful but you also at the same time i always just love that the parents they'll interview like within the next few days after their kid gets arrested for it and then they'll just be crying, going, we never saw this coming. We never, we never knew that our kid could be a school shooter. What? Really? I mean, there was not a sign, there was not a signal that your kid was a little off, that you were raising a, a killer? I mean, you didn't walk into his room and see all the Adolf Hitler posters and the swastika signs. It'd be like, huh, there's something a little weird going on in here. Like a cop, uh, he noticed a copy of Mein Kampf on his desk. Oh, man, maybe he's just really into German literature. <laughs> or w one day he'll come home a little early and he's dissecting, a, a, he's dissecting some animal that he dragged in from outside. He just hasn't plopped down onto the kitchen table just dissecting. You're like, oh, are you doing that? science experiment honey while well, i'm about to cook dinner and he's just like silent not talking to you while he's just cutting into this raccoon <laughs> god you didn't notice 
you did not notice when you had to buy, when you had to keep on adopting family pets because they eventually would go missing after a few months. Just like, I don't know where the family dog went. I don't know. I just, there's just a trail of blood. I don't know where that came from. But we had to keep on adopting family pets because, I mean, they just kept on, ended up going missing. <laughs> I don't know, but we got a weird, weird new animal lamp. Kind of looked like it's fur. He started stretching, started doing some Ed Gain kind of stuff and stretching over the dog's skin over and make a little nice animal lamp, little animal shade lamp. <laughs> I don't know, but there has to be some signs or some kind of way that you would know that your kid is a killer. Like, I could easily pick up on those signs. Probably because I watch too many serial killer documentaries and I just do some studying and do some background checking. I just, I just can never like, <laughs> and how could they get the guns? Do you just have them somewhere? I would have them locked up first off and I would never give a random, my son or whatever, the passcode to get into that gun case. But I mean, they, they find these guns somewhere. I mean, they, it's hard for them to get one. It's hard for them to make it harder for them to get it. Is what I'm saying. Is <laughs> I don't know. Do you have it? Just do they like cleaning it all the time? Do you think it was just a hobby? I mean, I know people like shooting guns, but this person was just taking it to an extent. You'd bring bring in his kill, lure it in. It's just it just blows my mind that these parents didn't pick up on any signs and signals. Poor, 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 uh, poor kids, poor family members. Because I know for a fact it's mostly white families that do that. They're just like, I just didn't know. I thought, I thought punishing him with timeouts would have done something. Really? Putting him in a corner? Doing that? My mom, my parents didn't do that. They were into beatings. They were into violence. They were into stuff that, that you wouldn't, wouldn't do that nowadays would get DHS called on you and I would be put in a, a adoption an adoption program with my sister if they fi found out what my mom and dad would do if we got in trouble hey but we learned we learned though we didn't we weren't in timeouts or in corner time I mean any other person that was raised up in that in that scenario Need, needs to get beaten. And I think every kid deserves a few beatings, a few little slaps around. I mean, come on. They're going to they're gonna learn one way or another. But putting them in a corner or giving them time out is not going to do anything but just it, it just be embarrassing for you. <laughs> so, uh, what I am trying to get to the point of all of this talking and ranting about the school shooting parents is Next time you're in an interview, please show us some sign that he was doing. Maybe just give us a hint. What? Oh, maybe it was a little weird that uh, he talked about Hitler at the dinner table a little bit too much. Or maybe it was a little weird that him and his friend would come over and love to uh, shoot and murder animals and skin them. You know, uh, we maybe thought it was a little weird, but we really didn't look into it. Instead of just being completely oblivious and just shocked that there was a monster in your house. God. <laughs>
Ooh. Ah. And have you ever seen like the court cases? Like the interview, like the like I love watching court cases too. Like what the judges do when they look and give the kids the sentencing, like the youngest killers or whatever, they'll give them their sentencing. And they'll just have like this evil look on their face and the judge is like just trembling, just like, all right, I mean, you slaughtered four people and these kids are just like, oh yeah, yeah, I slaughtered four people, keep on talking. And they're just like getting off to the stuff and like, all right, uh, yeah, you robbed a car, robbed a car, yeah, and you bulldozed over 12 other people on the sidewalk, oh yeah, bulldozed 12, you're just like, God. Your mind, you need, need serious therapy. <laughs> Something else. Something else. I just, I just don't understand it. But we're going in into our fun fact portion. Fun fact is where I uh, find something off the internet or I just, you know, make up something. And, well, not make up something, but, you know, it's educated things that I pull from the internet and I put it together. And I think it's now a new fun fact. Or I'll just find some random weird fun fact on the internet that I would like to share on this podcast in a segment called Fun Facts. Yeah, really, really creative. So if you've been listening for a while, you already know. If you haven't, you already know what I'm about to talk about. And fun fact that I have for you today is the Goodyear blimp is the city of Redondo Beach, California state, like not state, city bird. So, in Renando Beach, California, the city has a city bird, and it is the Goodyear blimp. Hmm. Uh, that's, I mean, honestly, I mean, why not? It's, that's very creative. I mean, why not? <laughs> to have the Goodyear blimp as your city bird. What happens if someone shoots it down, or someone shoots at it? Do they get, like, serious time? Do they get like? Do they get a charge? I mean, like, come on! You, if you're gonna make it your city bird, you're gonna have to start treating it like if so. <laughs> I would, I would go to Renando Beach and just try to shoot it down, and then like hold it up, like or not hold. I mean, that thing is ginormous. I want to hold it up, but I mean, stuff it, put it on my wall, and be like, hey, not on your wall, but you know, stuff it. You know, have it out in the backyard or something like that. I'd be like, hey, did you know that I just killed the city bird? I had just absolutely obliterated that city bird in Renando Beach. What is the Goodyear blimp? For sure. I wonder, I wonder what the charges you can get for killing a state bird. What are the, what are the serious charges? Hmm. Oh, yeah. In 1983, Renando Beach, California, said that the official bird of their city is the Goodyear blimp. Hmm. But I don't really care about that. I want to know what charges. Uh, state bird killing charges. Um, is it illegal to kill a state bird? Mm. Uh, you may not trap or kill them. Or what will happen? What? What's going to happen to me? I want to know. Can we, can you please tell me what is going to happen? Hmm. Oh, wow. You can get fines and you can get some serious time. 
I don't really know. I don't know the time, but they're not really giving you any big old things. But all I'm saying is, is if you live in Renando Beach and you have a RPG, I want to take actually. I think an RPG is a little bit too much. We're gonna. I'm just gonna say, you know, just snipe it down with whatever weapon that you have, preferably a uh, something with a scope on it, and then. I would shoot it down, you know, and see what serious time you can get. Because I mean, would you would not only would you be getting destroying property, but then you'd be killing the city bird. I don't know. It is wild to me, killing the city bird. Hmm, that's weird. But no, the Goodyear blimp. I love the good Goodyear blimp though because it just flies around, it's doing its own thing. It, it, I mean, you can't harm it. I mean, I I've always wanted to steal one. Like, what it would it be like to steal one? Steal a blimp? I wonder if anybody's actually ever stole a blimp. Oh, well that just fell. Hold on a second. Yeah. You know what? Give me a second. You know, I had a little malfunction, okay? Give me a break. You know what? When you're, sometimes when, <laughs> oh man, this is great. All right, cool. This is, I don't know. Sometimes I just have malfunctions and I just have to learn to live through them. Typically, what I would do is if I had a malfunction at the beginning, I would usually restart the podcast. But since it's so late in the podcast, I'm just going to have to, you know, ignore that ever happened. Hopefully, all y'all ignore that ever happened. And then we're just going to have to move on with the podcast. So where was I? Stealing blimps. Okay. Has anybody ever stole? I mean, probably someone has stolen a blimp. Um, hold on. Has anyone stole a blimp? Let's see here. Hmm. Here's a lawsuit. I don't care about Led Zeppelin stealing Stairway to Heaven. How can you get, has anyone stole a blimp than, than Led Zeppelin to Led Zeppelin stealing Stairway to Heaven? <laughs> okay, we're gonna... Hmm. Man, this is actually a lot harder to find than I thought. I thought this would be a lot easier to find. Stolen blimp. Uh, A 24-foot long blimp stolen more than two weeks ago was found Wednesday. Uh, See? See, I, I don't know. There's not a lot of criminals that steal blimps. But I would be personally one of those criminals that would love to steal a blimp. I would love to be able to, I mean, I mean, Jesus, man, this has happened again. Whatever. Okay. I'm going to stop messing with that. <laughs> Anyways, I would love to steal a blimp because just be able to fly over and look at the many, like, things of nature that you've never seen before. I have just, I mean, you just be able to see so much that you've never seen. And plus also, I mean, could you rent a blimp? Instead of stealing it, could you rent? 
Actually, you know what? I want it for free. I'm going to steal a blimp. I mean, you might as well just look up real quick. Can you rent? How much is it to rent a blimp? Hmm. How much is it to rent a blimp? Can you get your blimp license? Cost will depend on what size blimp you are renting and how long you are renting it. Uh, a 12 person blimp, we anticipate prices will range from 150 to 1200 per day. Wow, depending on size. <laughs> a blimp costs around $40 million to buy. What? $40 million for a blimp? I don't want a personal jet. I want a personal blimp. That would be amazing. Have a personal blimp and have it advertised. Oh, my God. I'll be, you know what? I'm going to be, if I, ever, if I ever, you know, make it good enough and big enough in my comedy life. Because you know how people have tour buses, you know, and private jets. I want a private blimp. There you go. To be able to fly from city to city. And everybody will know it's me. Because my face and my brand would be, because people do that with tour buses, they advertise their face and advertise their brand on the side of the buses, and I would advertise my brand and my face on the side of that blimp. It would be way bigger and way better than all those travel buses and tour buses and the, and the private jets. You can't even advertise on a private jet. It's not even worth it. But on a blimp, you know how, you know how high up in the sky you can get and still people can tell what you're, brand is or what the logo is or whatever oh yeah okay so i if i ever get rich enough in life to buy a blimp and travel i'm investing 40 million dollars to buy a blimp and i'm it holds 12 people and i'm going to be able to fly from city to city in my own blimp advertising myself that's actually a really good idea you can rent the goodyear blimp Oh, you can rent it on Airbnb for just $150 a night. Hold on. What training? What training do you have to complete to fly a blimp? I know we're all, this podcast is a bunch of blimp talk, um, but I'm really interested in it now. Uh, wow. So you do have to uh, not fly a plane. Mm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, okay. So you basically have to go through big serious training in order to do this. Um... But it's not as bad as flying a helicopter or flying a plane. You don't have to collect as many hours. But still, I mean, it's a very good investment to do. So here's the thing. If things don't go out good in life, I'm going to be a professional blimp flyer. That's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to fly over NASCAR races. I'm going to fly over cities. I'm going to fly over everything. I mean, you know those like um, uh, hot air balloon festivals? Why isn't there a blimp? There might be a blimp festival. Blimp 
festival. Let's see here. 38 annual lottery festival. It's not for blimps. Mm-mm. This is hot air balloon. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Mm-mm. I want a blimp festival. That's what I want to start. I mean, there's like little bitty tiny things, but it's like the Goodyear Zeppelin airship. You know what? It'd just be beautiful to ride a blimp. So I want to drive. I want. I want to actually ride in a blimp, whenever. But you know what? We're we're gonna have to move on to something else because all this blimp talk is probably making you want to blow your brains on the wall. It's fine though. So you now know that Dawson Iglehart wants to travel with a blimp. He wants to travel in a blimp for his comedy. Just travel from state to state. Everybody's gonna know that Dawson's rolling in because he's got his huge advertisement of himself and the brand on the side of that blimp. So, so can someone please give me a small investment of $40 million? It's going to be good for a great donation. <laughs> but We're moving on to the news article. Yes, this is where I uh, talk about something in the news that you don't hear. So first-time listeners... You're going to be up for something new. I'm not talking about anything in the news. No politics, nothing political. I just want to find something fun, lighthearted, to where everybody can just, you know, get a giggle or learn something that, you know, people don't usually project on the big hit news channels. And today, I have something for you. It's Stealthy Thieves Steal 330 Pounds Safe from Ninja Museum. Okay? I'm going to read that again, just so y'all can retain it. Stealthy thieves steal 330 pounds safe from Ninja Museum. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that sounds like irony. How can you steal a 330 pounds safe from a Ninja Museum? Wouldn't there be ninjas protecting the Ninja Museum? I, I mean, I would think so. If there's a Ninja Museum, who's protecting it? Who's protecting the Ninja Museum? Obviously no one good. Especially if it's a 330 pound safe. <laughs> we, as we read on, uh, they stole about $10,000 in three minutes. They got out of there in three minutes. I don't know how. I think they saw them on camera, but un- under three minutes, they stole a 330 pound safe. We need to hire those guys to. Go in and do something. <laughs> I mean, go on a mission. They stole 330 pounds safe from a ninja museum in under three minutes. Those are trained, trained professionals. And, and guess what? They were probably ninjas. It doesn't say here, but they were probably ninjas. Hmm. <laughs> About three minutes. Uh, yeah, this museum is dedicated history of practicing for ninjas, uh, guerrilla warfare, uh, the stealthy arts, and and guess what? Uh, the people to protect the ninja museum did not do a good job because they got a three hundred thirty pound safe stolen in under three minutes. I want those guys to be my bodyguards. You know what? I want a ninja as my bodyguard. That'd be great. Have like three ninjas. No one ever has ever thought of that. They think the bigger the guy, they think bigger people 
and this like you know this like little thing in the America. Oh no, I need a big old Hulk looking dude that literally is bald, tatted up, and will and has very you know wears a tight shirt that's clearly two sizes smaller than what he originally is, and we need him to fit and uh and look like a just absolute maniac and looks like he can crush goals and everybody will be afraid to get around the person he's protecting. I disagree. I want to be walking by myself in public and I'm talking about as soon as I get bombarded, I'm going to pay these ninjas. I'm going to have like four or five ninjas and they're going to be, they're not going to be on me. Usually bodyguards are surrounding you. No, I'm going to walk by myself. And as soon as I get bombarded by somebody, boom, ninja star, back of the head. Ninja star, back of the head, boom, hit him. He's dead. People are like, what? Don't go around Dawson. That guy got ninja starred. Next guy comes up, bombards me, wants to, you know, talk, whatever, get a picture. Next thing you know, boom, some guy, my ninja bodyguard, comes flying down from a building. All of a sudden, boom, chops his head off, Kill Bill style. Head severed completely. I catch it. I'm like, anybody messes with me. They know what's going to happen. I hold him by his hair. I toss it in the crowd. No, I sign the head. Then I toss it in the crowd. Someone catches it. I'm like, sell that on the internet. That will be for a lot of money. I promise you. Or keep it in a jar. Whatever you want to do. But I want ninjas as my bodyguard. Because it would be so stealthy. I mean, literally anybody that comes up to me. The ninja would literally pressure point. Shoulder. Sleep maneuver. Literally collapse. You want that. You don't want someone to. You don't want to. Big old buff bodyguard that's like gonna pummel people. No, you just want to, you want them to get away from you, but you don't want to really hurt them. So sleep maneuver, sleep maneuver. I mean, Jesus, come on, that is the legit best idea ever. So anybody that is training ninjas, I need you to be my bodyguards for me. Thank you. Um, I couldn't. I need ninja bodyguards in the in the future. I'm not I'm not that well known yet, of course. <laughs> but I just wanted to say thank you to everybody for listening to episode 18 of the last Eichel Heart podcast. I know there was a bunch of blimp talk. I mean, let's just recap. Blimp talk, ninjas, rednecks ruining the Camaro and Mustang forever, for me at least. Probably a lot of you. And most importantly, I'm going to be able to go on stage for the first time in five months. And like I'm going to say, at the, like I said in the beginning, and like I'm saying now, come see me. I know you have a nice, crisp $5 bill. And go put that in there. Just go and have a great time. We need more laughs. And what better way to get a laugh than coming and seeing me and a bunch of other guys. Yeah, just they're the other guys. Most importantly, it's me that you're going to be coming to see for five bucks and get a giggle, and then your night's going, to, your evening is going to turn great because of doing so. So every Tuesday at eight o'clock in Little Rock, you can come find me, or you know what? Just DM me, text me. Hey Dawson, where's it going to be at? I'll let you know. I'll let you know. But eight o'clock. At the Joint Coffee House Theater. That's going to be one place. And then September 13th is going to be at the Looney Bin Comedy Club in Little Rock. They're both in Little Rock. But if you want to come and join, DM me, text me, email me, do whatever you want. 
just let me know that you want to be there and I can make sure that you can get there. I'll pick you up if you're not too far. I don't care. I, more the merrier. But thank you for listening to episode 18 of the last Iglehart podcast. And email, uh, emails in the description. My social medias are in the description. And as always, thank you for listening. And I will see y'all Friday. Cycle Heart Podcast Podcast. You are, 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 are